You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by two of our economists from our international economics team, Joe Caperso and Christina Clifton. Nice to have you both on. It's great to be back for another year of uh, analysis and forecasting. Now, second podcast for 2023. We started with another member of your team, Carol Kong, where we talked about the impact of China's reopening on the Chinese economic outlook. Now, you've just published your global economic outlook piece, and that's obviously the outlook for 2023 has also been changed because China reopened a couple months earlier. That's right. We were thinking the Chinese economy would uh, reopen in March, maybe April of this Mm. year. But uh, as it transpired, uh, early December, things got going. And so what changes have you had to make to your forecast as a result, or your overall thinking even of the global economy? So there are two main things. One is the Chinese reopening is a bit faster. Mm. And uh, the second one is uh, the situation in Europe isn't as dire as we uh, initially thought. Yeah, so Christina will talk about Europe in a little bit uh, when she talks about Europe and the UK. Thinking back to 2022, a lot of the focus was when central banks were going to start lifting interest rates and how high interest rates were going to have to go. Now, in your note, you talked a lot about central banks are going to have to work out when to stop lifting interest rates and then, for some in particular, when to start cutting interest rates. Exactly right. So we think um, most of the – actually, all of the central banks that we monitor will stop hiking rates by the middle of the year. Uh, I guess one possible exception there is a Bank of Japan where we think they'll – probably go by the end of June but you never know it could it could slip and uh, as you say the the, the bigger um, decision for the for at least some central banks this year or potentially next year is when to start cutting rates. So probably the best economy to start with is the US. Now the US Federal Reserve has lifted interest rates quite substantially really over the past nine months. We're still expecting them to do more. That's right. Just in terms of the outlook for the US economy, what's your thoughts on a recession? So we, we still think uh, the US uh, will have a recession this year. Uh, not, a, not a particularly deep one, certainly nothing uh, like uh, what we uh, witnessed in in the pandemic mm. or the GFC. Uh, but... but it, it will uh, contract a bit. We're thinking about 0.1 or so percent uh, this year and uh, then a modest recovery of a bit over 1% next year. We have started to see some signs of a slowing in the US economy, particularly the latter months of 2022. That's right. The two things that really uh, stand out is that uh, parts of consumer spending, particularly on goods mm. uh, such as retail sales, they've been going backwards. And uh, the housing uh, construction market is is also uh, been going backwards at a pretty uh, rapid rate, actually. I mean, that's no surprise that the interest rate-sensitive sectors have been impacted. But in terms of, I guess, the interest rate outlook 
you're still expecting the Fed to do a little bit more in 2023? Yeah, that's right. We think they'll get to around 5% uh, or a bit above uh, compared to uh, about 4.5% uh, right now. Uh, there are certainly some members of the, of the FOMC that are talking about considering a, a 25 basis point hike at the uh, February meeting. Uh, but I will just point out that uh, it's not the core members of the FOMC right. that are saying that. Okay. Now, moving on to Canada, uh, US's northern neighbour, uh, you're also expecting a mild recession in mid-2023. Uh, from from uh, mid-2023 yeah. uh, onwards. Uh, overall, uh, this year, they'll probably eke out a, a small um, a small growth of about a half percent or, or so. Uh, Canada, I guess, is a, a bit of a victim of what goes on in the US. Mm. Canada is a lot more reliant on US domestic demand than, say, Australia is on Chinese right. domestic demand. Even though we think that's quite a bit. <laughs> that's right, it is. And in terms of the Bank of Canada, they also delivered a significant tightening of interest rates in 2022, but it looks like they're also coming close to an end. That's right, the Bank of Canada, they were one of the few uh, central banks to increase uh, their policy rate by 100 basis points at, in, right. in one meeting last year. Huge. So look, we're thinking um, they'll probably got one more 25 basis point hike and that'll probably be it. That would take it to 4.5%. And um, and then that would, I think, certainly be enough to uh, really slow domestic demand down in, in the Canadian economy. Joe, I'm going to let you take a breather. We're going to hand over to Christina to talk about UK and Eurozone. Now, Christina, the Eurozone has probably performed a little bit better than what you had expected just a few months ago. You've had to upgrade your previous forecast. So what's the new forecast and why have we seen such a shift? Yeah, that's right. We have upgraded our forecast a little bit for the Eurozone. So we're now expecting a contraction of about half a percent in 2023. Um, previously, we'd been expecting a bigger contraction of about 1.1 percent. So, um, you know, a decent upgrade there. Um, so what we've been seeing in the Eurozone is, although there's been a lot of uncertainty around energy supply, um, the European countries have managed to source um, LNG from other countries um, when their gas supplies were cut off by Russia um, and they've been able to divert to other energy sources as well. Um, so we haven't seen uh, such a disruption as we were expecting um, and we've also seen a really big pullback in some energy prices, particularly yeah. gas prices. Um, they're back now to where they were in late 2021 and below where they were before um, the Russia and Ukraine war started. So um, those really high energy prices have, have uh, pulled back for now and that will help the European economy. Now that obviously remains a risk going forward, just the outlook for energy prices, but we have seen the European Central Bank start to lift interest rates. How much more have they got to go? Yes, so the, the ECB was one of the last of the major central banks to start their hiking cycle. So they are a little bit behind in terms of where their interest rates are compared to many of the other major economies. And they are still sending some really hawkish 
hawkish messages mm. and um, telling us that they think rates need to go a fair bit higher. Um, so we think there's probably two more 50-point um, rate hikes to come, followed by a 25-basis point hike in May that would take uh, the deposit rate to a peak of 3.25%. So a lower peak than many other countries. Now, you do note in your report that if there's any country, I guess, that's more susceptible to having a financial accident or kind of pay back onto the banking system, it is Europe. That's right. So um, some of the the different European uh, banks hold a lot Mm. of government bonds, particularly um, some of the Italian banks hold a lot of government debt. Um, If we are to see, if we were to see government um, bond prices fall a lot, um, that could potentially trigger some financial stress for banks and we could have to see some governments deliver bailouts and that tends to then pull bond prices yeah. down further and kind of becomes a vicious cycle. So probably Europe's one of the areas that's perhaps most susceptible to that. Um, but the ECB now do have some tools in place yeah. to try to, to cap unnecessary falls in bond prices. Yeah, they certainly learned that lesson from the European sovereign debt crisis, which is now over 10 years ago. That's hard to believe. So turning our attention to the UK, they've obviously also been significantly impacted by high energy prices. The government over there did introduce some uh, policy changes to kind of cap the price of energy there. So that's kind of led to, I guess, inflation profile shifting there. In terms of the UK economy, however, uh, you're still expecting a downturn. If not, the UK could already be in recession. Yeah, we think the UK has probably already started its recession and we're expecting their economy to contract by about 0.9% through 2023, so a larger contraction than we're expecting for um, most of the other major economies. Even though the UK is probably already in recession, you're still expecting the Bank of England to deliver a couple more rate hikes. Yep, that's right. So the Bank of England have made it very clear that it's um, their mandate and their goal to bring inflation sustainably back down to their 2% target and they are um, willing to, to weather a recession in order to do that. Um, We think there's about another 75 basis points of tightening to come, which would take the bank rate to a peak of 4.25%. So we did talk to Carol at length the other day about the outlook for the Chinese economy, given its earlier and more rapid reopening uh, after very heavy COVID restrictions for three years. You did finalise your GDP forecasts for China uh, in this note. How are they looking? So we're expecting the Chinese economy to grow about 5.5% both this year and next. Now, that's uh, much stronger than more or less every yeah. other economy uh, under our coverage, uh, but it's it's on the low end of uh, what you'd expect for the, for the Chinese uh, economy. Um, as we uh, found out just uh, recently, uh, China's uh, population uh, officially yes. fell in 2022. First time, wasn't it? First time since uh, the 1960s. Yeah, right. And, uh, of course, that will be a, uh, a weight on Chinese economic growth, as it would be for any other economy. And pulls down potential growth as well. Exactly right. Now, talking about low potential growth, I would move to Japan now. So, if anything, Japan's getting even more interesting in 2023. Looks like the Bank of Japan's slowly shifting and getting ready to lift interest rates uh, for the first time in many years, despite still weak growth. 
That's right. Japan's inflation dynamics really have shifted mm. uh, significantly in 2022. So you've got uh, high inflation, uh, not just by Japanese standards, but, ev- but even compared to their inflation target of 2% per year. Uh, inflation expectations mm. have, have jumped up quite a lot over the last 18 months or so. And you've also seen a uh, material pickup in wage growth. So those uh, three things together, um, if sustained, uh, give us a very good reason uh, to expect that the uh, at the uh, sorry the bank, <laughs> not the RBA. We'll talk about that another time. The yeah, bank, bank of Japan. The Bank of Japan uh, will uh, start to uh, exit from its extremely loose monetary policy settings. So the timing seems a little bit clouded because we do have a change in leadership at the Bank of Japan. So Governor Kuroda, who's been in charge for, for many ten years. years, ten years. There you go. Is ending his term in April. That's right. So there is a lot of debate about whether or not he'll want to tighten policy or whether or not he'll leave it to the new governor. Exactly right. Just to add, add to all of that, uh, we think that if the Bank of Japan are going to go down the path of tightening monetary policy, they're probably going to wait for the uh, annual Shunto negotiations. Uh, Shunto means uh, the spring offensive, which uh, uh, in the Japanese economic language is simply the... Uh, annual uh, wage negotiations between big business and unions. Uh, we think that if uh, the number that comes out of that is at least a 3% pay rise, that'll probably be enough to uh, encourage the Bank of Japan to start to exit uh, its uh, yield curve control and, uh, and also its uh, negative interest rate policy. But as you say, because of the change mm. in, in the leadership, it's a real toss-up whether it happens uh, in April or, or in a uh, later meeting. No doubt we'll touch base on that uh, when we get that news. Joe, Christina, thanks for joining and running us through your new global outlook. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Now, you can read the new global growth piece, which was published on the 19th of January 2023, titled Recession in Advanced Economies to Encourage Policy Pause on compankresearch.com.au.